everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everybody, it's Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekend podcast. How are you doing, James? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, Full disclosure, my son is refusing to go to sleep right now, so he's right next to me. He's probably going to squeal a few times throughout this, so if you hear some weird noises, that's where it came from. It's it's not me, I promise. (laughs) Um. All right, you want to kick this off and go through, did you have anything closing this week? No, I didn't have much closing out except one of my Fitzker calls. Um, I had a couple calls on them, and uh, the first one I sold, I think it was like a $430 profit, so it was a pretty nice profit because <laughs> we were talking about it. I remember I was like, oh, man, I really want to dump this thing right now because I know they're going to pull back and, uh, you know, so I did it, and then you had texted me saying, oh, they're making the Apple car. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm going to go long again because like, I think they were around like 21 and or 22, something like that. And that's when I was like, oh, these guys are riding way too high. I'm going to sell this thing because they have to pull back, and then I'll get back in when they pull back. So I think I dumped it when they were like at 21 and then you, and then they went up to 22 above 22. And I was like, what is going on? And then that's when you texted me and said, Oh, they're going to be partnering with Foxconn to make the Apple car. And I was like, Oh crap, I better go long. (laughs) I wanted to free up like that capital uh, to uh, just put on some other stuff, like sell some more iron condors and stuff for March. Um, So that's the reason I dumped it. And then after that, I was like, oh, man, I got to get back in. I got to go long. So I bought uh, a March 19th. I think it was an 18 call or something uh, for maybe three or 400. And then, yeah, they popped off and I think finished somewhere around 28. So, um, yeah, Fisker was really good for me last week. Um, I also had another trade that I did not close out. I probably could have closed it out, but I'm probably going to let it ride. Um, It's EEM. So when the markets were at all-time highs before the sell-off started, um, I needed to get into, or I wanted to get into a position on EEM for March. And instead of doing my uh, normal kind of neutral iron condor, I was like, man, the markets are so high right now. I'm just going to sell a call spread. Um, I don't see them continuing to climb. And uh I think I sold like 60, 61 or something like that. And then they just died with everything else. Once the market started selling off, they died out. So I'm at like a 94% profit on it right now. It's almost max profit, but you know, it's still got three weeks left to expiration. And I was kind of looking at it and maybe paying a couple bucks to close it out. But um, I think the probabilities right now are so low of EM getting to like 61 by March 19th that I might just let it ride. Um, if it goes down to like maybe a buck, I might uh, buy it back for a buck. Um, but I'm probably not going to pay any more than that. And uh, if it doesn't, you know, get to a buck or I can close it out, I might just write it until March 19th. Um, 
I also had another play that's working out okay for me. It's not one that I closed last week, but uh, it was UNG. Um, they've been riding pretty high, and I had sold an Iron Butterfly, and it was centered at 10, and they were really ripping like around 11, even above 11 for a little bit, and then the high 10s until the sell-off happened, and they kind of followed uh, the market uh, and sold off. Um, that one now was showing like, I think a 40 or 45% profit. Um, so that thing has not really been showing any profit at all because they've been riding so high and then, uh, now they've kind of backed off into the low tens. So now it's showing a pretty nice profit. So, um, I've got three weeks left until expiration on that one. So I'm kind of hoping they just stay where they're at or maybe sell off a little more. Um, cause yeah, if they can finish right around 10, that'll be, uh, you know, a really good profit for me. I think I sold that thing for 110 or 120. So, um, yeah, those were three plays uh, that definitely went good for me last week. Uh, not all of them were closing plays, but um, there were definitely plays that went well for me. I think I made videos on all of those, like short videos, and uh, uploaded them to the uh, channel. So, um, yeah, that's about it for me as far as uh last week goes nice uh yeah i didn't have anything closing last week i did close something out uh that was my ibm play and you know hindsight i think i would have been just fine with them but i had a um let me pull him up real quick um i believe it was the 129 or 128, 129 call spread, uh, credit spread on them. <laughs> and, you know, last week the market was just selling off super hard, but these guys were climbing like 2%, 1% a day. And I was like, okay, I, I'm just getting out of this. Like the expiry, it didn't expire for like three or four weeks, but just them making crazy rips when the market's, you know, falling off just kind of freaked me out. So I was like, yeah, I, I don't even want to deal with this in case they kept on ripping. So I ended up closing that for an $11 loss. Um, and I'm fine with that. It was, it almost immediately went against the plan that I had in place for them. So, you know, it is what it is. I can, you know, make one like, um, 10% probability of being in the money play and make that money back. So I'm not worried about it. It was just, I had a plan with them and they just completely screwed me. And then of course on Friday, right after I sell it, they just, you know, or bought it back. They just sold off super hard, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, I also have a, <clears throat> sorry, DIA, um, put spread that expires March 12th. That's the two ninety nine, two ninety eight, And it's not close enough to the money that I'm, going to think about doing any sort of adjustments on it um, with this massive sell-off we've been having, you know, I'm kind of just going to let it sit there. It gets a little closer to the money. I might start thinking about putting on a call spread and, you know, turn it into an iron condor, collect some more credit and then do some adjustments going into expiration. But right now, you know, how the market's been, I, I think we're about due for, you know, some uh, consolidation at the very least. Um. What else did I have? JWN, which is Nordstrom. They bled out like everything else um, and then kind of ticked back up a little bit later. So I'm still at a profit on, I just went long shares with them. 
and X. Holy crap. This thing ripped. Was it Friday that that thing hit the scanner or Thursday? Uh, yeah, I can't remember, but I know when it did hit the scanner, uh, that day was really good. Yeah, they ripped that day and, you know, I ended up selling a uh, put credit spread on them at the 1650-17 strikes. And, man, they just died off hard. So now my short strike is in the money. Um not too bad. I think they're trading at sixteen, yeah, sixteen sixty-one. Still pretty bullish on them. That's like a super. Um, if you look back at the charts, it's a really nice support level. So I anticipate that you know they're going to bounce back up. Hopefully, get completely out of the money on that. Um, but yeah, that's all I had on this week. It, or well, I'm gonna go over my Robinhood stuff. So I got a Robinhood small account challenge going where I was like, you know, I'm going to dump a hundred bucks into a Robinhood account and just trade options and see if you can even trade options with only a hundred bucks. And especially my style, I don't like buying options almost at all. I like selling options. So I figured, you know, first week I'm going to sell two spreads and I end up going 50, 50 on that, which in, if you're playing options, isn't going to cut it. So second week, last week, I did really well, and I had a Fisker uh, put credit spread at, I think, the 16.50-17 strikes. And, well, you know what Fisker did. They blasted off. So I went max profit on that, no problem. And I also bought a Ford call, the 12 strike, and they took off on Wednesday, I believe it was, and I was able to sell that for a few dollars profit. And... Then I got super greedy at the end of the week. I was like, dude, if I do that, this thing just hit this brand new scanner that I made and haven't really looked at anything or tested anything. So if I buy this spread and I go max profit, I'm going to be up overall like 20 bucks. And well, guess what? Sure didn't go my way. And so now I'm down to, I think, 50 or 53 bucks in that Robinhood account. So I'll be able to make one play on like some 50 wide stuff or maybe buy some stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do with that now that I screwed myself. Are you doing, how's your Robin hood challenge going? Yeah. Since you were bringing that up, I definitely need to talk about mine too. I didn't make a video about it. It was going really well uh, before. When was it? Well, I guess it was doing okay at first, even though the markets were starting to sell off, but then lately, yeah, it's uh, down. I don't know if it's like, 17 or 18 percent but for a little while there uh, a few of those stocks that i bought were popping off one of them was up like 157 percent one day so for a little bit there it was like i was up pretty big i was up like 20 percent or 23 percent something like that i was like oh this has been pretty good so far and then once the market started to sell off that was the end of that so <laughs> dumping like 10 percent uh you know, 15%, whatever it was to back all the way down, like overall being down, um, you know, like 16 or 17%. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how mine is going. I'm not doing the options in that account. I'm just doing the, uh, penny stocks cause I don't want to blow it up too fast. So, um, yeah, I'm down a little bit in that account. Yes. <laughs> the smart move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to go out there doing uh, risking 50% or yeah, or, or like your, uh, 
Um, yeah, sorry. That's, that's my son about to go to sleep. He always makes weird noises before. Um, yeah, and I'm not much to buy either, but, you know, maybe if I was looking to kind of buy some cheaper options, that might might have been something um, to look at. But, yeah, I'm not really so great on the directional stuff. So, um, yeah, and then what else? Oh, the baby trade. I think I want to stand like 22% on that. So I'm pretty sure you're doing better on that one. I'm, I've got the ADMP. And, uh, yeah, I think when I looked at it last, I'm down like 22%. So I think uh, Jameson picked the uh, better stock for this past week for that uh, baby trade. Oh, shit, we need to make a trophy. <laughs> we'll send it back and forth. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I want to say uh, his was either um, – 11 or 15% down. Yeah, I saw, I think you did a video on it or something, uh, maybe yesterday or something like that. And I remember seeing it and then I checked mine and I'm like, oh man, mine's down like 22%. So yeah, I think. Uh, it's kind of surprising because MREO was on a stupid tear. I thought for sure they were going to come down like 40%. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Cause when I saw ADMP, I was like, oh, these guys have been selling off, kind of consolidating, so this looks pretty good. And then <laughs> nothing uh, looked good after the market started to dump. So, um, yeah, you were talking, too, just about your Dow play, your DIA. And, uh, yep. yeah, I'm thinking kind of the same thing because I've got, uh, I want to say it's an iron condor on right now on DIA expiring uh, March 19th. And let me take a look at my puts. Uh yeah, my put is my short put is two ninety five, so I got a little more range on it. But at this point, those are becoming pretty expensive right now, uh, just because the markets have been selling off. But I just don't see it continuing. Like, I mean, maybe on stocks typically, but on indexes, um, I mean, the exception would be like crashes typically that don't happen that often, you know, things will continue to dump like this, but I mean, typically the indexes after that much selling are going to rebound at some point. So, uh, I still got good range until that 295 put, but yeah, same here. I'm definitely not looking to do any kind of adjustments or, uh, do anything. Cause I think as well, we're probably looking at some consolidation now or if not pretty soon. Cause yeah, this, uh, sell off has been pretty insane. Yeah, especially with uh, NASDAQ, I there's, I don't know, I see this going one of two ways. The We're either going to have a massive rebound like we had back in, oh, let me pull this up real quick. We had like a massive rebound in, what is this? Oh my God, I can't look at my charts. 10-9-2020. Uh, where we had a, a big dump and then all of a sudden things just rebound uh, super quick mm-hmm. or over the period of a month that time. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing happened uh, November of last year. NASDAQ mm-hmm. took a fat dive and then like within three days was back where it was. Right. And I could see that happening with NASDAQ and all the tech stocks. Or if it doesn't, man, this thing they've been up so crazy, you know, after the COVID crash, I could see this thing going back down to 11,000 maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Like if there's if this isn't the bottom, like they've ripped so hard after the crash and it didn't make sense. I remember me and you talking and like, why is everything ripping? No one's working. Everything's still locked down. This doesn't make sense. What's going on? And so I don't know if hopefully they rebound right now. And like right now would be a good buy opportunity on them. But if they don't, then where's the bottom? You know what I mean? Like they shouldn't be where they are right now anyways. So I don't know. I, I'm waiting to, for like some confirmation on them, but yeah, I'm not really true. Anything like Apple. I made that video today um, and I was just kind of messing around <clears throat> and I pulled up the Apple chart and I had this, you know, short little line on my, um, the Apple chart that saves on TOS and it was, I didn't have it extended to the right. So I clicked on it. I was like, eh, what would happen if I extend this? And I clicked on it. And sure enough, Apple's right at that same trend line that I drew uh, way back in, I think it was October and November. So I feel like, you know, everything's kind of, and I believe Facebook's doing about the same thing. Um, Google is one that's kind of standing out there, not really dying too hard. Mm-hmm. Like all other tech stocks just took a, a fat dump and, um, they're at this point that I think it, if we we could see a really good rebound, or if they don't rebound within you know a week or two, then I don't know, man. We could be looking at some ugly stuff. We need this damn stimulus package passed or something. We need some good news on this front. Yeah, I actually just pulled up the the daily chart and uh, I drew the trend line from the crash coronavirus crash back in March, the low point of the NASDAQ was like 66.28. And um, yeah, I drew the trend line through and not with Friday's candle, but with Thursday's candle, that was just a massive dump that broke through that trend line. And now right below that, you know, you have this bullish candle. It's kind of like an inside bar, but it is green. So, yeah, kind of like an indecisive candle right there on Friday because things tried to rip, but then they settled back down. Still a green candle, but, yeah, we fell below that trend line. So I don't know if that's going to be some kind of a fake out, you know, kind of a candle where it busted through and then, you know, it bounces back. But, um, yeah, the last, like you're saying, the last two times, I even see this sell-off that started in September. It looks like September 2nd massive dump rebound and then October massive dump rebound. And then, yeah, it's just been kind of ripping since then. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm hoping at the very least there's some kind of consolidation at this point. Um, Cause yeah, if this, if we have like another fat red candle on Monday, Oh man, it's going to be ugly because like you're saying the, the next point down probably is right before the election, which was 10, nine, you know, I remember right before the election, there was that that was one of the sell offs. It happened for like three weeks or something crazy, and it dumped all the way down to ten nine. So, well, do you uh, do you have NQ pulled up? Yeah, I got it. Up. Or, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the weeklies. This is the only thing that makes me a little more optimistic. Oh, on the weekly chart. Yeah. Okay. This thing. Um, I don't know if you have the twenty one on your charts, but. This thing on the weekly mm-hmm. pulls back and touches that 21 
every single time and then just blasts off. So that's what's keeping me a little bit optimistic. Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, I'm not getting into anything until I see some confirmation at this point, Um, especially after playing that stupid blink play Mm -hmm. where I kind of knew better. Mm -hmm. But, um, hey, you go to sleep, buddy. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, looking at the weekly chart, it looks a whole lot better to me. Like, yeah, I just, well, I don't know. I just pulled it up and you're right. It wants it hit the Corona low back in March and then busted above that. You're right. Ever since then, it's come down and touched that bounced up, touched it, bounced up. And it looks like the wick sticking out a little bit on that, you know, for last week, but mm-hmm. it's still like heavy selling pressure. So yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, this is, I think this is kind of the deciding week mm-hmm. whether, you know, yeah. we see that we're entering some really crappy territory or you should be <laughs> selling call <laughs> spreads for sure. Mm-hmm. Or um, if it rebounds, but, you know, especially NASDAQ and um, all the tech stocks, it's going to rebound hard like they always do. So I think this week's going to be pretty interesting for sure. Yeah. Like if you look at the February 26th candle, um, and then the next one, geez, the November 2nd, like <laughs> massive bullish and gold, like he just wiped that out. Like, no, we're going back <laughs> up. So yeah, this is going to be an interesting week. If we can get another massive green candle like that, then it golfs. Okay. We'll stay above that 21, but oh man, if it's another sell off week, uh, this is going to be a bad deal. Yeah. I, yeah. I think next, this week coming up is, is pretty important to, you know, see how things are going. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling it, it's going to start ticking back up, but you know, the stock market doesn't care about my feelings and I'm <laughs> trying to learn that, you know, but I always make stupid mistakes. Yeah. It doesn't care about our feelings and it doesn't care what we think it's going to do either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look at the volume too on last week's candle compared to the entire last year. There's not that much volume, even at the Corona, the low at 66.28. We didn't even have the, the volume we had last week. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, that's a good topic that we we're just, you know, discussing without discussing it is using technical analysis, even with options. Cause I know, um, it seems like a lot of people think that they don't need to, really do any technical analysis if you're trading options it's just i think this thing's going up you know i'm buying a call um and it's super important to use technical analysis like on the our channel that our one of our subscribers had mentioned you know he had aal calls or is that america airlines aal yeah mm-hmm. yeah and he had mentioned he had them and he was doing good and you know i didn't tell him don't do anything with it but i had mentioned that they're at a like they've tried to break through that i think it was 22 uh price several times so you know if they make it through that then they'll be cool but kind of watch out and what happened they got blasted back down um or were they down like freaking four percent on thursday or friday mm-hmm. i think it was thursday but yeah it's just 
even with playing options, you need to look at the charts and throw at least minimal uh, technical analysis into it. You know, finding support and resistance, uh, trend lines. I have a pretty good, well, I wrote it, so I think it's pretty good <laughs> art, uh, <laughs> description of uh, finding support and resistance on the website, wstrades.com. And I show, you know, pictures and it was really cool. Like just in uh, writing the article, I was pulling up charts and, you know, in my head, I know, you know, what support is, what resistance is and kind of how it'll change if it blasts through something, you know, moves through a resistance line that typically will become support. And I just pulled up the Dow chart for some reason and, if you go on the website and, and look at that chart, it's so perfect. As soon as Dow, I don't remember when it was, broke through this resistance point, it became perfect support for ever. Like, it, it's pretty freaking nutty. So just knowing, like, a little bit of uh, technical analysis on stuff and trend lines in trading options will save your butt because you can look at the, you know, this is the percentage the probability this is going to be in the money uh, and you know, the Delta and everything like that. But just looking at a chart and be like, well, crap, this thing is overbought as hell. Or, you know, last time they got to this price point, this happened. So, you know, you always got to look at the charts and see what happened at, you know, whatever price before you, you know, end up selling options or buying something. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially when you're looking, you know, if you're going to try to be directional on something. Um, typically when, yeah, something makes some kind of massive parabolic move, um, you know, away from a trend line or away from a moving average or something that's maybe been acting as some kind of like dynamic support or something, you can definitely time your entry into the play. Like, um seen that a lot and typically it's gonna you know when something rips really hard it's gonna pull back to some kind of a uh, trend line or some kind of a moving average before it blasts off again um, most of the time so yeah it's definitely good if you're you know you've got uh, trend lines or moving averages on your charts or support and resistance like you're talking about because most of the time that's going that's the way it's going to act now there are the rare times um, and it happened to me on GameStop of all things, right? Good idea to short GameStop, right? <laughs> it was, I think it was the last time I played them, they were trading around uh, in the 20s or something, right? Before the whole Wall Street bets things came. And uh, I sold like, I think a 31, 32 call spread and they blew through it. And I was just, they were up like 50 or a hundred percent, whatever stupid amount on the day. And that's where I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go sell another call spread. Right. At 38, 39. There's no way they're going to keep this up. Right. So um, yeah, there are those rare times where parabolic moves happen and they keep going, but it's not, not very common. And it's even less common for sure on like the indexes, like on stock, sometimes anything can happen. Like uh, Novavax gets the uh, COVID vaccine deal in Europe and they go from a hundred to 300 or whatever crazy move it was. So <laughs> on stocks, you've got a higher risk of that too. But um, on the indexes, definitely you see some huge like uh, move away from a 
trend line or a moving average, I mean, that's coming back, especially because that's a combination of a bunch of different companies versus just, you know, one company. So, um, yeah, those kinds of, uh, you know, trend lines you can draw out and, uh, moving averages you could throw on your chart and support and resistance are, uh, yeah, really important. Yeah. And, uh, talking about stuff that's kind of ripping, uh, that chart that, or the scanner that I made that we both played X off of, mm-hmm. I kind of made a decision. I'm not going to, that will be, I'm, I'm going to keep the scanner, but I'm not going to do any options plays off of that because that typically when something hits that it's going to be something that's already started running. Mm-hmm. And when you see something go crazy, typically it comes back to, you know, some sort of average. So, I think with that, I should have done what you did and got uh, just long shares and put in, you know, a stop loss or a trailing stop or something like that, because that would have been, you know, much better, like, especially when it's playing off the dailies should be some long term stuff. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to kind of tuck that scanner in the back right now. It's cool for if I want to do some. um some quick like day trade stuff or hopefully swing trade stuff. But mm-hmm. man, that thing really died out. Like that's <laughs> definitely um, the cyclical nature of the market. That thing spiked up and came back down just as fast. Yeah. And I think on that, to be honest, I think the call on it was really good uh, when it hit the scanner and it really had that good day. I think it was on like Wednesday. Pull it up really quick. I think I was looking at it. It may have been Wednesday when it uh, when it cooked. Let me see here. Yeah, because it hit twenty early. Oh my goodness! So it had a massive pre market run up on Thursday. So yeah, Wednesday was the ripper, um, and then it cooked early pre market on Thursday, and it hit twenty. And then as soon as the market opened, boom, massive dump down to like sixteen. But you know, I kind of think on that like the scanner probably still did a good job at picking out, you know, that is kind of something that might rip. But when those like massive sell-offs happen, like happened on Thursday was just, I mean, even on the NASDAQ chart, it was just such a huge nasty red candle on those kind of days. It's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes things just follow that and, you know, there's not much you could do. You can do all this technical analysis and everything looks good. And then, yeah, the, the NASDAQ dumps three and a half percent and everybody freaks out and most stocks, you know, except for Fisker, apparently, you know, are also <laughs> selling off like crazy. So I think honestly, if Thursday wouldn't have been such a nasty day in general for the markets, I bet X probably would have did a lot better. So I mean, they did bleed out like that, and now they're kind of coming back down around that 1650. So, um, yeah, hopefully we get the strength next week, and yeah, X pops back up and heads back towards 20. That's a really good point too, because I've today I was just kind of hanging around and uh, pulling up charts and stuff, and you can do whatever technical analysis you want, and typically it's going to work out. But um, I pulled up Walmart when I had that play on Walmart. <laughs> I remember texting you. And I had this trend line drawn on Walmart that went back from the corona crash to 
the bottom, it kind of died off and hit this bottom in, um, when is this, like June? Um, and then kind of just played around this line for a long time. And I was like, okay, they're around this line. They're going to make a, a move up. And then if you go into when I actually played them, which was uh, about December 22nd, they're literally, if you have this trend line drawn, running this trend line perfectly on the daily chart. Like it's just everything's on this trend line. And then news came out that, you know, they were getting sued by, you know, some sort of government institution for peddling opioids and they just dumped. (laughs) So, you know, the trend was looking absolutely perfect, but then some news story comes out or like you're saying, uh, the indexes sell off, then everyone gets, you know, spooked and you need to start all over basically. Yeah, it uh, definitely happens, man. Something looks like the perfect setup and then bam, just completely dies. And, you know, that's definitely a time when keeping position size small is important. (laughs) Those kind of things happen. Yep. Uh, before we sign off, do you want to go over anything you're looking at getting into next week? Yeah, I lined up a lot of stuff. I've already got, like, I definitely want to build out my March positions. And um, I've got stuff on for ARKK, um, DIA, EEM, EWZ, um, ICLN, IWM. QQQ, SPY, so I've got a lot, UNG, oh, and I got into some new stuff too, I got um, FXI, I believe that's like a Chinese, uh, some exposure to the China markets, and then there was another XLE, so I think I built myself out in March better than I did in February, Um, just kind of spreading it you know, my capital around into a bunch of different areas and a bunch of different sectors, but um. I would like to try to go even a little further this time. Um, so I was looking at a list of high implied volatility ETFs and I saw on there, maybe I might take a look at TLT. Um, also saw GLD on there, gold. So I might take some kind of neutral position on gold. Maybe they have been selling off actually a little bit. Gold has been dying. So a put spread might be something good there, especially if this uh, stimulus gets approved and the U S dollar just inflates or, you know, loses <laughs> even more value. So it's like with uh, silver and gold kind of selling off, maybe it might be a good idea to do a directional play there and just sell a put spread. Um, and then what else did I see in here? XLF maybe was another one. Oh, and then EFA. I might take a look at EFA as well. So if I can, I'd like to build out a little more in March because it worked out so great for me in February. I think I sold uh, 10 iron condors, I think, just one wides. And I think I made out with max profit on like nine of them. The only one that bit me was Spy. So um yeah, I might just look at hitting some more indexes and doing some more neutral positions for March next week. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to start doing more. I've been kind of gradually moving my stuff out to, you know, three weeks, to expiration, 
Um, I got some like month to expiration stuff. And I think I'm start doing that because the, uh, the shorter term stuff, there's just not a lot of time for stuff that happened this week, massive sell-offs to make adjustments or Mm. just let it come back. So I need to stop uh, getting into that stuff. So one thing that I was looking at, and I didn't know this was a weed company, but uh, APHA doing Mm. a, uh, synthetic covered call on them because their implied volatility is like through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. And looking at the chart, pretty bullish on them. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we got? Uh, pins is looking pretty good to me. WB looks real nice right now, bullishly. And we didn't even mention it, but J and J got the day for their COVID vaccine. So, you know, I remember telling you on Friday, I was like J and J to the moon because I thought they already got approved for it, mm-hmm. but they had a massive sell-off. <laughs> well, apparently they got approved today, which is Saturday. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming Johnson Johnson's gonna have a very nice Monday for sure. Yeah, and they uh, fell on Friday. That candle is so nasty. They they fell through yeah. on the daily chart. They busted way down below that 21 EMA. So yeah. Yeah. That was insane. When I text you that and I pulled up the chart, I was like, wait, how the hell is, I mean, that is a disgusting (laughs) candle on Friday, but apparently it was like some pre-approval or something. It wasn't actually going through. So I anticipate they're, like I said, they're going to have a really good freaking Monday. I see them definitely going back to uh 167. If not, 173 they had that weird little spike um and i didn't have any time to pull up some bullish stuff but on my scanners it's weird there's a lot of gold stuff still on my bullish scanners so Mm. i don't know hopefully they can kind of pull things out it doesn't really make sense that you know every country in the world is uh printing money and devaluing their currency and precious metals is you know, taking a shit. So, but hey, market doesn't wait. care what I think. Yeah, wait, they're showing up on your scanner. Bullish right now. Sorry, what was that? You kind of cut out. Oh, they're showing up on your uh, bearish or bullish scanners. Bearish? Did I say bullish? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh. I always do that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've got. I'm long right now. Uh, a call in SLV and also in IAU. So, man, I'm hoping uh, they start to rebound here pretty soon. I mean, they don't expire until January 2023, so I've got forever. But, yeah, it's oh. just kind of weird. <laughs> you got time. <laughs> hmm? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of time, but it's like, man, what's going on with, you know, silver and gold? Like, yeah, it's it's just pretty weird unless everybody's like, you know, just transitioning into crypto and they're just saying, yeah, we don't need gold. We don't need silver. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, this whole market's kind of screwy, man. Like typically when you see, uh, you know, mass printing of basically fake currency, precious metals go, you know, spike super hard. And this time nothing's looking like, I mean, literally I just pulled up my, uh, bearish watch list and three down is JNUG, Nugget, uh, GLD, Gold, GDX, like it's <laughs> precious metals. <laughs> and 
but hey, hey, whatever. If it's uh, bearish, it's bearish. Yeah, it might change. Maybe I guess if the uh, new uh, stimulus gets approved, maybe that'll trigger gold and silver. I don't know. Well, true. All right, man. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, that's it. Just uh, last week's stuff and upcoming stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we hit on the uh, technical analysis and whatnot. So, yeah, I didn't know if you had any uh, updates for the website, anything new there. Um, The only thing I've done, I'm still working, like I've done a few articles on uh, technical analysis under the education tab. And um, I had to add a, when you first click on the website, it shows like it takes five seconds where um, Cloudflare, the company I did get the, um, oh my God, I can't think the certificate, Mm -hmm. the security certificate from it. Make sure you're, you know, not a, scammer because we've been getting hit pretty hard on like all of my websites. Apparently, you know, COVID's given these uh, hacker dicks a lot of time on their hands. So um, when you click on the website, initially it's going to run your IP and make sure that, you know, it's an actual IP and everything. So um, that's it. It's not, it's not, you know, anything weird going on. And yeah, besides that, I haven't done anything. I'm, you know, I've got a couple articles kind of queued up. I haven't finished yet, and I'll be posting those soon. So yeah, that's all that on that front. Nice. But all right, I guess it's time to sign off. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, we'll see you on the next one. All right, sounds good. Have a good one. <laughs>